And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one, drawing closer to the King of Kings and glorifying his name. First, remember, Job's friends share truths but with a wrong assumption and Job, at this point in the book of Job, starting to have a crackdown. <laughs> now, Job takes a poor theological term. He cries out, you, you, you. When we become distant from the right perspective, it leads us further and further away. Listen to what I say. Because of our own imaginations. Consider a straight line to a target. Just think about a, you got a little starting point, then you got a target, right? Like two feet in front of it or two feet up above it, right? Start off five degrees off, and then you'll find out, you go all the way up to the level of the target, how far off we really are. Job was not on target. Next, he says, I hate my life. Leave me alone. This sounds like about 50% of the people I know when things are going wayward. Let me set this up with a brilliant, brilliant illustration. One Sunday morning, a mother went in to wake up her son and tell him it was time to get ready for church, to which he replied, I'm not going. Why not, she asked. I'll give you two good reasons, he said. They don't like me, number one, and number two, I don't like them. His mother replied, I'll give you two good reasons why you should go to church. Number one, you're 54 years old. And number two, you're the pastor. Okay. <laughs> Come on. If you're not laughing now, something wrong with you. And finally, here is a place that no Christian should ever go. Nobody knows every in and out of someone's death unless the Lord has prophetically shown them. God delights in the death of his saints. That's Psalm 116, verse 15. And Jesus said, do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because of the way they suffered? And I said that in Luke 13. The way that death comes about for the individual is not determined and often understood by the individual. That's not the case. It is in the Lord's hands. Wowzers. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. It's totally cool. It's david at hemustincrease.org. It's not totally cool as the email. It's just totally cool to do it. david at hemustincrease.org. That keeps you safe. You don't have to get too too close that way. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214 
888-344-8483. Or you can call us. Now, this is fantastic. You can call us live during the show. What? We're not going to send you a pizza, but you can call us. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you get a blessing because you get to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite. There you go. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like somebody encouraging you to treat yourself every once in a while. I love it when people do that, don't Sounds you? Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, I have dessert. Okay. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> that's what it's like to talk to him. Here, look. If you've got an opinion, a thought, a question, or a comment, you have that opportunity to share. We do function pretty strongly in Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25. We're trying to encourage one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. Look up, look outside. It's much closer today than it's ever been. If you have something that you need prayer for, let us know. We'll pray for you. We'll pray together. We'll take our faith. We'll pull it together. We'll have people in the audience take their faith. Uh, we'll bring our faith here from the studio with your faith, and we'll just bring it before the Lord in petition. If you've got something the Lord has done, and it's marvelous, and you know it's marvelous, and you even know in your heart, man, i got to share this. This is an opportunity to do that, to share with people. Kind of safe because you can do it through the radio. Nobody's kind of looking at you. And you have that opportunity to share that as well. We want you to do that. If you've got something you just got to get off your heart and mind, you just want to share, it's cool. You know, our goal is to strengthen and encourage one another. We do not, what's the word I'm looking for? Besmirch? Is besmirch a phrase? That's a phrase, isn't it? Besmirch. I've never heard of that. Uh, well, somebody let me know if besmirch is a phrase or not. I think it is. But anyway, we do not, we do not speak negatively or go after other programs. We think all the other programs are fantastic. If you're listening to us, that's great. We hope it's a blessing. If we're not a blessing, find a blessing. We're for that. Just going to do the best we can to press in unto the Lord. There are different places we get the opportunity to really unload how you're feeling. This is a little bit more encouraging, kind of midday encouragement kind of thing. Uh, we try not to make it too light, but we try not to make it too and or too syrupy or too heavy. <laughs> like the weights that I lifted yesterday, which were too heavy, and I'm still hurting. Uh, we also do trivia. In the Old Testament, who got wealth and riches and wisdom from God when all he asked for was wisdom? Okay, let's do that again. In the Old Testament, who got wealth and riches and wisdom from God when, when all he asked for was wisdom? Oh, my goodness. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Kind of connects to our last... Uh, uh, trivia question. You can also uh, send a text, uh, 214-210-8483. So you can call 972-445-0770. You can text 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at he must org. This is david at he must org. We do have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. So let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hi, Don. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. I worked out yesterday. I got to say, so I've been working out a little bit more, trying to get my leg back in shape, and I was doing weights. And you know what I figured out? Uh, I don't like weights. 
You don't like weights? Well, they're heavy. <laughs> yeah. What about in school? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, are you ready for this one? I, I, I feel yes. in my heart you will be. Here we go. Get ready. In the Old Testament, who got wealth and riches and wisdom from God when, when all he asked for was wisdom? Solomon. That is correct, Amigo! <laughs> King Solomon's like, oh, I just want wisdom to run everybody and do it right, not run this into the ground. And God said, I'll give you a lot more, too, here. And then he gave it to him. That was good, huh? I just I just went to uh, a, a pool place. I've got a small uh, pool, and I'm trying to figure out a way to heat it. And they have a solar-powered heater there. I'm going to try it. You're going to try to get your pool heated with solar power? Yeah. Uh, they said it will only it only go 10 to 15 degrees warmer. And... But, you know, uh, leg exercise, see, that's what I have to do is leg exercise. Gotcha. And it helps me so much. But that water is so cold right now. I know. I know. I, that's the one thing I dislike. We, it's like you get in the water and it's cold. It's like if my face turns blue because of the water, it is not called swimming any longer. There's, there's no swimming in that, right? No, and I, I don't I don't use my pool for a swimming pool anymore. It's it's too small and uh but I do use it for uh leg leg exercise. Well hopefully you'll be able to get that to work out because it's good to work the good to work on the exercises. It's really important. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. Great job. You know we love you. Thank you. All right. God bless you, bro. All right. Pray for you guys too. Bye bye. Okay. All right, bye bye. <laughs> what a great brother. Love it. Okay, now I want to talk to you about Job real quickly. So I want to make sure you understand that. So we're going to do this section, the next section. We're going to take bigger gulps of Job coming up because much of what we're covering, okay, many, many things in the framework of what we're covering are repetitive. They are repeated over and over. It's not that I don't want to go through it piece by piece. I love doing that. Actually, I probably enjoy that more than you guys enjoy hearing it. But I do want you to catch certain nuances. And so we're going to take bigger gulps of Job uh, all the way up until we get into 32. Right now, we're only at chapter 7. But in 31 and 32, things switch out pretty intensely. So I want to make sure you know that. And then I also want you to remember something very important about the book of Job. The friends are operating in certain truths, but they're operating in wrong assumptions. That is so dangerous. And let me explain something to you. Job does the exact same thing. He operates in certain truths, but he also has wrong assumptions. I think you guys will pick up on this as we get further into the text. Here we go in Job chapter 7. We're at verse 11, and he says this, I cannot keep from speaking... I must express my anguish. I must complain in my bitterness. And here's my first response. Must you? Verse 12. Am I a sea monster that you place a guard on me? If I think, uh, if I think I will, I will be, you will comfort me. If I, my bed will comfort me, and I will try to forget my misery with sleep. You shatter my dreams. You terrify me with visions. I would rather die of strangulation than go on like this. 
Okay, let's just let's just be honest. Let's not be weird. Chapter one and chapter two, Job does a great job, right? Never curses God in any of this, by the way, in all of this. Chapter three through 31, and don't make fun of it since you and I do the same thing. What do we do? Well, what we do is we start off really strong. And we're like, no, I'm not going to let this trial get to me. And then as time progresses and things come out of our mouths and out of our minds, we take a further step downward. And when we make assumptions and when our perspective is wrong and when we allow the imagination to tell us what God is doing, we there, there off the path. And by the time we're done, we're way far away. You see, you don't start off that way. If everybody starts at the same point and then you go straight up two feet, that's great. But what we do is we start in the same point and then we're off five degrees. And if you go straight up five degrees off, you it's a big gap. And so Job goes through this and now he's he's upset. <laughs> You can't say he's not upset. We've already talked about it last week. He's operating where he's not even recognizing a, a resurrection. He's thinking that God is picking on him. He's wrong because God was bragging about him. But his imagination moved him into his position of frustration. I want you to know right now, just being an honest Christian, I've done this a thousand times, and I'm willing to bet every and anything I have, so have you. Where you've allowed the imagination of what you thought what God was doing to move you off the mark. It's wrong, and we'll come back to that when we come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there, the hope that is offered to believers who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is 
something so wonderful that even in man's mind we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes, because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow and grief and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes so that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. Life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. All right, here we go. Ready? All right. It's a little tougher, so I will tell you that the answer is in the general epistles. Which New Testament writer says, Has God not chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom? Look at Joanne and Cordelia. I'm telling you, if there ever is a transporter, they're the first ones on it. They're like Transport City. Nice job, ladies. Which New Testament writer has said, Has God not chosen those who are poor? Or in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom. It's pretty important for you to understand that this is in the general epistles. It's also pretty important for you to understand what's being said here, that the Lord gives people who are in these kind of circumstances who are not depending on wealth a greater sense of faith, a greater sense of confidence. Uh, and it's like so important to grasp, you know? All right. Uh, we're going to address a couple of different things. Eric actually has asked a great question that I'm going to try and incorporate into the teaching. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it quite on this one or the next one, but we, I promise Eric I'll try and get to it, like, like incorporate it in. Uh, excellent answer, by the way, in trivia. Uh, somebody's calling in for the answer, so we're going to give them that chance, and then I have two very short jokes. Let's see, one, two. Oh, they're, they're good. But somebody is ready to answer a trivia question, so let's give them that chance first. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Sam. Hi, Samson. How are you? Hey, good. Go right, brother. You ready? Uh, let me answer before my phone. Good, I- good idea. Good idea. Which New Testament right. writer the says? The answer is Jacob or James. 
James, that is correct, Ramundo! You are right, sir. That is James who said that, which is an awesome thing because it's like people people think that God is unaware of all of their situations. Like, wrong. Here's the bottom line. God is the one who takes the poor. He, he gives them a greater sense of faith, and faith is more valuable than gold or silver. See, that's why it's a it's it's a, such a blessing. You still there? Okay. Hello. Nope. Oh, nope. Oh, this is gone. Okay. All right. All right, brother. You got it correct. So thank you for that. Disconnected. We'll move on from there. Let me do my jokes. Ready for my jokes? There's two of them. <laughs> uh, they're both funny. You guys might not like them, but they're funny. Ready? All right. Here we go. Two Pharisees together, walking together after seeing Jesus miraculously feeding the 5,000, but still feeling a little critical of him, were heard to comment the following. You know, it wasn't bad, but there was no lemon to go with the fish and there was no butter for the loaves. Oh, no, you didn't. He does the miracle. It's like, where's the butter? <laughs> where's, where's the lemon? I didn't see any lemon. All right, now this one I thought was funny, so just bear with me, okay? All right. I think it's funny. Just bear with it, right? A Scotsman planning a trip to the Holy Land was aghast when he found that it would cost 50 euros an hour to rent a boat on the Sea of Galilee. Hutman, he said, in Scotland. It would have been yeah, no more than 20 euro. That might be true, said the travel agent, but you have to take into account that the Sea of Galilee is water on which the Lord Jesus himself walked. Well, at $50 a euro for a boat, said the Scotsman, it's no wonder he walked. God be praised. <laughs> that was really good. That was that good, was really, right? Really good. I yep. thought that was a good one. Okay. And I don't often do a Scotsman joke, so you have to just, you have to love that right there. All right. All right, let's go back to this. Let's see if I can do this right and help you understand this, okay? I, I'm going to do my best, all right? So, and Eric, it might be this next segment after that that helps us get a better handle on it. But here we go, okay? This is what Job said after we just talked about him saying, uh, I would rather die of strangulation than go on living like this. <laughs> He's like, can you say it's not going well for him? Sure. Can you say at this point he's no longer saying, blessed be the name of the Lord. He's, he's not cursing God, but he's certainly not smiling, right? Okay, look at this in verse 15. This is so unbelievable. You just you have to read it. It's in the scripture for a reason. It's in the book, so we will examine it, okay? All right, here's verse 15. I would rather die of strangulation than go on like this. I hate my life. I do not want to go on living. Oh, leave me alone for these few remaining days. <laughs> this, is, this is Job to God. Leave me alone. What, what are mere mortals that you should make so much of us? For you examine us every morning and test after every moment. Won't you leave me alone even for a moment? All right, so I just, I'm sorry, I just, it's just too, it's its great because we're on this side of this. It would not be great to go through this, 
Okay, and it would not be great because your wife's bailed on you. You've lost everything there is. You're covered in sores, and you're just thinking this 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 can only be the hand of God. And so the question, the idea is, would God allow a form of devastation for you to be reconstructed? And the answer is yes. I know you don't want to hear that, but God allowed the crucifixion in order to bring about a resurrection. That's just how you got to think of it. And whatever you go through all the way to the point of death might simply be so that God can resurrect you in something greater, with greater authority and greater power. Think about Jesus, what he did is he died, he laid his his life down, did it voluntarily, you know, went on the mission voluntarily, nobody forced him. He it was his, he even says, my authority to lay it down, it's my authority to pick it up, so to speak. So he's, he has the authority, he yields it, when he dies, he resurrects, three days later he's resurrected, he comes back and he says, I have all authority in heaven and on earth. When Jesus came back, he had more authority. He had not Before he had authority to grant eternal life, now he's got the whole kit and caboodle. But that was after the crucifixion and after a resurrection. So will God allow destructive forces? Sure. Does God do the destructive forcing? No. But he allows it. What is your entitlement in this process? Nothing. You're entitled to nothing. You're not even entitled to be alive. So just stop. And this whole entitlement industry is the stupidest thing ever it's so it's not even only demonic it's just dumb at some point it's just ridiculous and so here's job's response and listen to him and don't misunderstand david did this once in psalm 55 he goes look he goes leave me alone (laughs) he goes he goes leave me leave me alone leave me alone won't you leave me alone even for a moment okay i hate my life i don't want to go on living everybody leave me alone now lest you think that everybody is super righteous who's on this show i have at moments where i was highly frustrated said to satan and to god and to angels and to demons and to all people in my verbal sphere leave me alone (laughs) I mean, David even said, oh, that I would fly away and be at rest. It's almost like, I just want to disappear. You ever want to just disappear? Yeah. That's what he's talking about. And then he says, for you have examined us every morning and test us every moment. And it's like, yes, God, in fact, is examining us every moment. There's not a moment in your life that is not under examination, ever. And this is where the leave me alone comes from. It's like, okay, all right, okay, leave me alone. (laughs) I don't want to do this. Right? When we get back, we're going to see the one thing that Job does that tells you where his brain is at. You'll get it. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon Experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He 
He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Job, I want to read Job 325. And I want anybody, look, at, I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just... When you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, What I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on, that's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. What's amazing is you just heard that, Phil, on Job, and that is exactly what I am about to teach after we do our history and our trivia. I mean, you got to tell me that was, I didn't, did you put that in there or did Jennifer put that in there? That was already in the system. That was in the system. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you guys know, those are those little cues that, that every once in a while Dave needs that little cue from God going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Go on, energizer, buzzy, buddy. Go, go. You can do it. Okay. I need that every once in a while. All right. There we go. Oh, here's, and listen to this trivia question. <laughs> Just can't make this stuff up. In the this is a tough one though. In the book of Job, what cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed in silver, and neither gold nor crystal can compare with it. What is being referred to in the book of Job when that is being referred to? In the book of Job, what cannot be bought with the finest gold? 
Noel, Eric got the pow-pow on that, uh, nor can its price be weighed in silver, and neither gold nor crystal can be compared with it. There you go. There you go. See, you're just like rolling. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, if you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. You know, I gotta sometimes I gotta mark things off with a pen. Relax. Uh 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. Now we do have somebody that's gonna answer the trivia question, but before we have them answer the trivia question, what we are gonna do is we're gonna send you the website first, then we'll have the person answer the trivia question. Two things to tell you. Praying for the audience. Don't forget to be praying for the audience. Don't forget to pray for the audience. Don't forget to pray for the audience. Uh one of the things I've been praying is peace of mind. Just so people would just kind of like peace of mind. You know what? Stop freaking out. You know what? Relax. I guess I told you guys we were at that big pastor's conference and all those guys. It's like thousands of people. And then one guy way in the back, this little meek voice, relax and enjoy the ride. And the pastor gets up in the front and the main pastor, and he goes, now that was from the Lord. See, you see, just kind of chill out. Just buckling. Uh, so don't forget, uh, peace of mind, praying for the audience. And then don't forget the finances on the website, plus prayer and praise on the website directly. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That is the sound of us hitting the ball out of the park on this show. While eating hot wings. I love hot wings. <laughs> I'm so bad. I love all the bad things. Isn't that terrible? All right. Uh, let's send the person through who's ready to answer Triv. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Um, hi, David. This is Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I did have a good weekend, although my wife had to work a bazillion, gazillion, trazillion, bazillion hours. I still had a good weekend. Spent a, spent a lot of well, time doing good. studying. So it was good. It was really nice. How you been feeling, by the way? I'm doing a lot better. Thank you. All right. Everybody needs to keep praying for you, for your eyesight and for the cyst. We're going to be praying that the Lord just gives you full healing all the way across, okay? Thank you so much. You got it. We're not going to stop praying. All right. In this question, this is a tough question, okay? In the book of Job, what cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed in silver, and neither gold nor crystal can compare with it? Well, David, I'm just guessing, honestly, and I thought it was either faith or love. That is an excellent guess, but I want to I wanna take you back just a second. You're going to answer it for us. What did Solomon ask for? Wisdom. That would be the answer out of Job, too. <laughs> See, that's what he said. So then Job, it uh, can't be bought with the finest gold, nor its price be weighed in silver. Neither can gold nor crystal compare with it. That was wisdom. 
But that's good. The, mm. your, your, your responses were good. And people asked, uh, responded really well. They said love. They said, you know, long life. They said different things. Like Those were all great answers. In this case, it was wisdom. But still, that's great. Uh-huh. You'll never forget that the rest of your life, I promise you. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, and y'all have a good day. All right. You too. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's roll on our history. Let's go All right, today it's obviously Martin Luther King uh, holiday today. For those that are, uh, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Yes, I saw the picture of the new image that they created. Uh, here's my only response: What is that? Exactly. That <laughs> was, was like, my what, what? 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 What were they thinking? <laughs> what were they thinking? Number two, you know, there's there's things that just it just drives me bonkers. But you you can sit down with a hundred people who think that Martin Luther King Jr. was just fantastic, and you just say what was his main course of study, and one out of a hundred would get it. His degree as a doctorate was in systematic theology. Yep. And what's important about that is the systematic theology is the theology that builds it's not it's not liberation theology, it's systematic theology and it builds upon our need to be justified, sanctified and then glorified by the Lord and the process of the Holy Spirit, the process of the of the redeeming work of Jesus Christ and the process of the Father bringing that all together to fruition. It's just like, hey, you missed it. <laughs> and then his system was theology proper, uh, bibliology, theology proper, Christology, pneumatology, homodiology, soteriology, angelology, uh, demonology, also uh, ecclesiology, as well as eschatology. <laughs> People are like, what? Like, that's a lot of allergies. Yeah, that's a lot of allergies. All right, so uh, props for him. No props for the people that have abused, taken his name, ruined many things that he stood for. That's just a shame. But uh, it's not his fault. Okay? All right. Number two, it's National Fig Newton Day. <laughs> see. Fig Newton. Fig, Fig Newton. Fig, Fig Newton. Da, 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 da. Fig, Fig. Okay, forget it. You wouldn't know that, D. Uh, it's National Nothing Day. Uh, National Nothing Day is an unevent, which is celebrated January 16th by doing nothing, like this show. And then it's also uh, Get to Know Your Customers Day. Can't help you there. Uh, 1909 in this day, the magnetic South Pole was found, east from the west. Uh, 1919 on this day, so 103 years ago, 104 years ago, sorry, the 18th Amendment prohibition was passed. And then 1965, Outer Limits aired on ABC. And 1995, the first episode of Star Trek Voyager aired. There you go. Okay? Okay. Okay. That's the history. Let me rip it up. There you go. All right. Let's go back into this Job thing. All right. I want you to get this. I'm just hoping, I'm really hoping I do this good. I'm hoping I don't blow this, okay? All right, so here's Job. He says, you know, what are, what are mere mortals that you make so much of us? You examine us every morning. You test us every moment. Won't you leave me alone, even for a moment? And then he says this. Have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of all humanity? Why have you made me your target? Uh, 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 right there, right there. Right there. Stop. What is it that Job just said? And 
I want you to know this because I don't want you to miss this. Ironically, we're going to find this same thing happening from his friends in, in, in the next segment. But listen to what he said. Job chapter 7, verse 20. Have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of humanity? Why have you made me your target? Okay? You got that? Is that you can see that in the verse? Job chapter 7, verse 20. Why in verse uh, verse 20? Why have you made me your target? Am I a burden to you? What's the problem? What's going on there with Job? His imagination has taken him to the stratosphere. Talk about starting out of limits. God has not made Job his target in a negative capacity. He's made him his target in a positive capacity. He's bragging to Satan and to all of the angels and to all the demons how great this guy is. But in Job's mind, he's just getting beaten. You see how that doesn't work? That's a fleshly point of view that he has. He's like, what have I done to you? So he's, like, so it, he, he's by saying that, he's saying this is cause and effect. No, it's not. This is cause, period. Here's the cause. I'm bragging about you. You're upset. Okay? He's upset. Job is upset. But he doesn't even know that God's like going, Job is the coolest guy in the world. Look at my servant Job. Isn't he fantastic? This is what he's missed. And so he, because he doesn't know, instead of waiting on God, listen to this. This is, I'm telling you, this is brilliant if you can catch it. Instead of waiting on God for God to reveal what's taking place, Job inserts his own interpretation. That's what we do. Well, the Lord must be doing this. The Lord must be doing this. The Lord must be doing this. Why that last fill was so appropriate? Because at the end of the fill, it said Job was wrong. Guess what? Our interpretation of what God is doing and why he's allowing it is wrong. And instead of waiting for God to reveal, we fill in the empty space. Whoa! Ouch! Pull the knife out of my back. I pull the knife out of my heart. Because we don't know, we answer. Uh-oh. And look what he says. Have I sinned? What have I done to you, O watcher of all humanity? Why have you made me your target? Wrong. 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 Get that? Wrong. What's important about that is for you and I to understand that we are not permitted to Add unto the, unto the situation our interpretation of what God is doing unless he has revealed that to us. We've stepped into the territory of filling in the blank for God. That's a sin. We'll take our break. Then we'll come back. Oh, that's tough stuff right there. You're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Hot Topics. Pointing out inconsistencies is not disparaging. It's just the truth. Number two, our job as in church discipline is where you can't judge those that are outside the church. Number three, uh, the people we were talking about were Christians anyway. Number four, you think this is bad. Wait, this just gets worse and worse, people. Regarding Paul's statement of speaking evil of leaders being inappropriate, the context is also critical and can be misapplied. Now, how many times I told watch out for bad Bible brains. The David Spoon Experience. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Samson's been hanging on. He's got a praise report he wants to share. Let's send him on through. Knock, knock. This is my brother, Samson. This is him. How are you, brother? You got a praise report? Yeah, I, no, I have a prayer request. Oh, prayer request. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. Go ahead. Fire away. Okay. Uh, today I'm not feeling good physically. Yeah. So just pray. Are you having uh, uh, anything in particular? Uh, I think just runny nose and just feeling fatigue. Like the yucky flu kind of stuff? No, it's not a flu. But All right. Let's pray. Yeah. Let's but, do it. But then there is a one more important prayer request. Is like a 
somebody reached out to me and presenting a, a ministry opportunity, but, but we both are praying if that's Lord's will uh, for for me to to pursue that because I have to quit this job that I have. So it's a big decision. So just pray that God's clarity, if that's the right thing to do. Okay, let's do it. Let's bring it before the Lord, okay? Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my brother Samson to you. We love him. We just ask you to bless him and encourage him. And first thing we're asking you is for health. We just look at Exodus fifteen twenty six. You are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, and we're asking you to bring healing into his life. And whatever it is, uh, whether it's it's just some kind of bug, something that's just lingering, just, Lord, just free him from it so it doesn't oppress him, discourage him, or confuse him in his thoughts. And with that, we're asking that you give him clarity regarding a ministry opportunity. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men generously. That's what you told us. And so we, you're going to do it without finding fault? You can always find fault with us, Lord. But you, we're asking you to give him the wisdom he needs for the directions he needs to take and that he might make those decisions in partnership with you. Whatever will bring glory to your name and whatever it is you desire him to set his hands to, make it clear and have him sense or know in his heart and in his mind that you're with him in the process. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so very much. You got it, brother. Keep us posted. Okay? Yes, brother. Okay. okay. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Here's your last trivia question. You guys should get this. <laughs> when I say that, that's me being nice. I'm telling you, you should get this. In Acts, in Acts, to whom did Peter say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In Acts, to whom? I guess that's the way to say it. To whom did Peter say, silver and gold I do not have? But what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. We use dude a lot on this show, don't we? <laughs> I didn't recognize it, Dave. Dude. We're using dude a lot. Um, that's me sipping on my tea. So everybody just, are you gargling? No, not yet. I will. I'll do it. I don't care. All right. Uh, let's go into this next section, which is uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. And uh, and then uh, if nobody calls in, we'll answer the trivia question. Okay, good? All right, good. Good? All right? All right. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, the end of that thing where we recognize that uh, Job is like filling in for God. He says this one thing, which is really super stupid to say. He goes, for soon I will lie down in the dust and die. Then you will look for me and I will be gone. So this is Job, by the way, just telling God he's going to die soon. <clears throat> I love everybody. I think everybody's great. I love my brother. Uh, sometimes he's like this. Uh, very verse in Job, uh, I'm going to die soon. It's just like, okay, you will die at the appointed time, okay? When you had those 15 tacos and you wanted to die, you did not die. 
Okay, you got a stomach ache, but you did not die. And that's to me is the worst. I hate stomach aches. So uh he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna die soon. Yeah, look for me, I'm gonna be gone. It's like okay. Only God knows when a person's gonna what's the word I'm looking for? Expire in this journey or take a dirt nap. So don't tell God when you're gonna die. He'll let you know. For, uh, chapter eight, verse one, Bilidad the Shuite replied to Job, how long will you go on like this? Your words are blustering wind. <laughs> you never heard the expression, that person's full of hot air? Comes right from here, right here. Job 8, 1, how long will you go on this? Your words are blustering wind. That's hot air. Does God twist justice? Does the Almighty twist what is right? Your children obviously sinned against him, so their punishment was well-deserved. But if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty and you are pure and live with complete integrity, he will He will rise up and restore your happy home. Okay. The reason I want to bring this up and not spend a lot of time on it is you just had Job filling in for God. Okay. Job filling in that blank space. Now, Bildad, the Shuite, Shuhite, Bildad is doing the exact same thing telling Job why his kids were killed. He's wrong. This is what we call, let me just say this real quickly. This is what we call a bad assessment. It's kind of mean, okay? Because like, your kids died because they were sinners. I mean, it's like, it's not exactly a compassionate person here, right? This is like somebody who's like, you know, you know, legalistic Larry kind of person. And he was wrong. Your children obviously sinned against the Lord, so their punishment was well-deserved. Wrong. Now you're thinking, well, that, wait, no, wait, no. It's a bad assessment of what God is doing. And this is why, exactly why, at the end of this book, Job has to pray for his three friends. Because they spoke about God, they had some truth in there, but they did it with the wrong spirit all the way across. And then Job has to pray for them so that God doesn't kill them. Here's the bottom line. The bottom line is stop assessing for God. This happened to this cursed person because you don't know why. Let me just let me just take this a step further because I know this will just this is where I'm going to get like a bazillion emails. This happened to Donald Trump because this happened to Joe Biden because you guys don't know why you don't. I thought God was in charge of the rulers of the earth. I didn't realize our assessment was wiser than God. He either rules in the affairs of men or he doesn't. You know, I recently had a conversation with somebody and they were saying, you know, am I supposed to, you know, believe this or believe this? And I said, well, if you don't believe it, you don't believe you don't believe what God says. You're not a Bible believer. I don't care. Well, it doesn't feel right. Well, a lot of things don't feel right. Sticking your finger in a pencil sharpener doesn't feel right. I mean, this is so what? God is in charge. He's not behind anything. He's not unaware of anything. And nothing is taking place out of his purview. Nothing is going on that God does not know. And here, Bildad gives this assessment, and he's just wrong. So stop assessing. And you think, well, this would seem like a rather obvious assessment. Yet if this assessment is wrong, how much more wrong are the assessments that are going on across the planet? 
And the only reason I'm saying this is not not to say to that. Well, you know, you got to be careful, you know, about you know your your opinion. You can have your opinion. You better be careful about speaking your opinion as authoritative truth. You see the difference there. You can have an it. Oh, this is my insight. This is kind of how I see this. This is my take on that. Great. You might go. Let me just explain to you how different this is. You might go to a church and their worship is all hymns, and you might go, "I, I don't like that. That's not really spirit filled." Somebody else might go to that exact same church and weep the entire time before the Lord. You think it's spirit filled for them? Careful, careful. Got to be careful and stuff like that, right? Got to be careful, right? That's that's the requirement, okay? In Acts, to whom did Peter say, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. And the answer is the crippled beggar, although we did have many people say the crippled dude. <laughs> that's just you guys. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. All right, we're done for today. We'll wrap it up. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. Thanks a lot for all the ways that you The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.